You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about potentially some of the biggest hockey cards that have sold of all time are going to be in the next round of the upcoming Heritage Auctions. These are a Topps 1979 Wayne Gretzky PSA 10 and an Opeachy 1979 PSA 10. Now, I thought they were both the Opeachy. I forgot that Topps and Opeachy, the design from 79, was exactly the same. So that was, I think I had said that they were both, I thought they were both Opeachy which I thought was weird that they would both be selling. But they are different cards, and they're being sold separately. So the thing about the Opeachy card... Now, I was reading a Beckett article about the about the Opeachy, about this card specifically. And actually, it's this card, not... Um, so there's two. There's two Opeachy PSA 10 Gretzky cards. And I was reading an article from Beckett, from 20, I think it was from 2016, because that's when this card sold. It sold for just under $500,000. So at the time, and this is what the article said, so I don't know, like, it, I, I feel like it's sort of a, I don't know, it's weird. I'm not sure why, I'm not sure how this happened, because usually this never happens. So this card, I would almost say the new, the newly graded one. Okay, so actually, sorry, let me go back. So the article said that there was only one of these Opeachy cards. There was only one. And if you go to the PSA Pop Report, there is two. So that means from 2016 to now, there was another one that has been graded. So I don't necessarily think the price has been affected that much because I do think that this card, based off of where the market was in 2016 and where it is now, the fact that in 2016, this card sold for... I think it was like $490,000. I still, I do think that the Opeachy now is definitely, it's probably going to sell, so I said definitely, then probably, it's probably going to sell in the $1.5 million range, if I had to guess. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it sold in higher. I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the $2.5 million range, because this is like, this is, this is the holy grail of hockey cards. This is the 1952 PSA 10 Mickey Mantle card. This is, for hockey, this is, there's, I think hockey is very interesting because it's the only sport that I feel like it can't even really be argued who the best player in the, who the best player of all time is. Everybody knows it's Wayne Gretzky. It's not, and I, we, I don't even think we've really seen, like, I guess you, I don't know, you could say someone like Crosby, uh, is in in a top five scenario, but then you have to kind of look at the older players and look how far how far back do you want to go before you really start arguing about who the best hockey player of all time is. And I, I get that, so that's kind of the thing. So, but there isn't really with like with baseball. You know, you've got I don't know, you've got 10, 20 players that probably could have the title of best player of all time. Uh, then with football, I mean, it's it's mainly Brady, 
Montana. But I think it, with football, it's weird because there's offense and defense and all the positions, and usually it's a quarterback, but you could say someone like Barry Sanders was a better player overall, but who really knows? And then with basketball, there's obviously the LeBron, Jordan, Kobe. Um, LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, Kareem, Magic, Wilt, like Bill Russell, like all these players who are... I think most people would agree Jordan is probably number one, and then there's probably but there is probably people that argue LeBron over Jordan, and then from there, if you're not including LeBron or Jordan as top of all time, you know I think I don't think saying Kareem Abdul Jabbar is like super crazy, but I do think it's it's you're gonna get a couple you're gonna get a couple weight not Jordan or LeBron's, but either way, so this card from 2016 when it originally sold apparently. There was another there was another card that graded a PSA 10. So if this was still the only PSA 10, I would say this is probably like a five million dollar card. Now, obviously, the person who sold it. So and, and actually, interesting parts about the art. Some other interesting parts about the article. Originally, the card was in a BGS 95 slab, is what I read from this article, and it sold for in the $9,000 range and then it sold it sold originally to the person who then sold it actually I'm just going to pull up the article here it sold originally to the owner in 2011 it sold originally in 2011 for $94,000 with it being the only PSA 10 that's pretty wild to think about also I think something that was interesting the article pointed out was that the card Apparently, the way that all the cards were cut from that specific year, because I think they said that they changed the way that it was done. So the centering is fairly off, I guess, if you're looking at it. And then the edge on the right side is like super like grainy and like rough. Now, I think from what I read in this article, because I was learning about the card a little bit, they said that the way that they cut the cards in that year specifically is not how they do it now. They were doing it, and it would move around. The paper would move around. And also, that's another reason why it's so hard to find a PSA 10, is because of the way that it was, the way that the cards were cut. And, I mean, in, 70, in 79, I think it, um, Gretzky coming into the league was pretty pretty good. I don't know if... I don't, it's not like a LeBron situation where LeBron came into the league being like, he's going to be the next Jordan, and then he did. I think that's an underrated... Once LeBron's out of the league and maybe out of like the media, I think that's one thing that people are going to say about him is that his legacy is going to be that he he lived the... He lived the dream, essentially. Not or, Yeah. He lived the dream that everyone says they're going to do, which is absolutely wild. He he was deemed the best player of all time before he he was being compared to Jordan when he was in high school and then he goes on and it's it, you know I think the argument he the argument that he's better than Jordan I think is I don't know. I mean I I I think that you can look at it either way. I I I, I don't think you can I think there are phenomenal points on both sides of why Jordan is the best and why LeBron is the best. And I I think LeBron needs to win one more title to match Jordan. I do think that like the fact it's it's actually a very similar and I've all, I've compared Brady and LeBron in this sense 
in the past saying that like Joe Montana won five Super Bowls, but I'm pretty sure he was five and zero in the Super Bowls. And then Brady is six and three, so he has more Super Bowls, but he's also played in nine of them. LeBron is very similar, where LeBron I think is four. I think he's four and four and six. I'm pretty sure. And then Jordan six and zero. So I think if if LeBron can if so I think if LeBron wins one more. But if he goes to one or two more and wins one, I think that's going to help him. If he can get to if he could get to six, I mean, I really don't think you can't really argue. If he gets to six championships, I really don't think it's even a close argument because at this point, LeBron is like old, and no offense, but he's he for basketball terms, he's old. So if he can win two more championships in however long he plays for the rest of his career. I think there. I don't really think there's much of an argument at that point of of him being better than Jordan, because if the argument was, if the argument for Brady was that he got six and that, or I don't know, maybe because I think it's, I think people are gonna be annoying because they're gonna be like, well, he doesn't have seven, you know, like Jordan had six, and if LeBron wants to be the best, he's got to win seven. So I don't, I don't think that he wins. I don't think that he's gonna win three. <laughs> three more championships, which is absolutely wild. I think it's it'd be pretty crazy if he won two, but I think he definitely can win one more in the future. Now back to this card. So the Tops card from the same year, same design. So I think that's kind of I don't I'm not sure exactly why that was the way that it way it was like and I it, I wonder if it gets into this kind of conversation where Tops potentially could be getting hockey soon, or hockey could be one of the first major American sports to not sign any type of exclusive. I don't know when the upper deck license ends, but I feel like if if any, so okay, so here we go. Here's here's the take. I don't know when the upper deck license for hockey is going to end, but if I were to choose some sport, some American sport out of the major four, I think hockey would be the first one to not sign an exclusive. And then also the fact that Tops is making Tops now stickers is showing hockey that there are other companies that can make good-looking cards. So that would be something that I think could happen in the next 5, 10 years is hockey moving over back to Tops. I think that would be kind of cool. And I, I hope that happens. I think anytime there's competition in the market, that helps. Now, with Upper Deck... I guess you kind of, I don't know. I think it would be interesting for them. I don't know what other type of, because the thing that's happened now is that these companies, these companies have not become like, like, I don't know, pigs or what? No, what's the, what's the, the, uh, hogs get fed, pigs get slaughtered or something like that. I, I, so I don't think that, exactly applies to this situation but I do think that if there were some competition that were to roll in like if 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 tops were somehow to get the NHL license I think that then the NHL is kind of putting together a blueprint that shows that maybe some of these other sports should not sign exclusives and they should figure out a different way to different way to make money from cards which I think that could lead to Topps basketball coming back, or it could lead to uh, Panini baseball being 
like actually fully licensed. And I think, but I do, I, I think that if, if, if both of these things were to happen, if, if, which I don't, which I think the MLB license goes until 2025. So I don't see this happening anytime soon. And basketball, I would imagine it's got to be somewhere in this same range. So I don't think that it's not going to happen in the next year or two. It's not going to happen maybe in the next five years. But I think if after the licenses expire, I do think that Topps basketball would be more popular than Panini baseball just because of the fact that. Well, basically just what we've seen from from Panini Baseball right now and then just regular Tops Baseball. Basketball is really, people want basketball. And I think baseball is kind of an afterthought in a sense. But I do think that if either of these companies were to, oh, well, so, and then I've talked about this in the past as well. If So if either of these two companies were to mix what they've got, mix the sports they've got, mix it around, and I've talked about this. I think that Topps Basketball, unlicensed, would be more popular than Panini Baseball unlicensed. And another player, which is kind of weird, another player has popped up that was signing Topps Chrome Basketball cards. And that was other than Tyler Harrow. Because Tyler Harrow, if people remember, before the draft last year, he was, no, it was actually, I think it was right before the National of last year. Which actually, that was probably around the draft time. But he was signing cards that had the top Chrome logo on it, and it was Tyler Harrow obviously being a basketball player. People were freaking out. And actually, I don't remember exactly when it was now that I'm thinking thinking back. I don't remember exactly when it was that this happened, but I do remember because Topps was asked about it, I think. and I forget if it was at the industry conference or if it was at the national that someone asked Topps whether there was going to be Topps Chrome basketball. And... I still, I still think that there could be. I don't know. I guess Panini probably has the college licenses as well, so I doubt, I doubt that Tops would come out with some, excuse me, some sort of collegiate product. But back, sorry. So back to this, the Wayne Gretzky card. And I mean, I think I kind of went over basically everything I wanted to say about the card. It's just wild that this card. Was so, so it originally sold in 20... The the story behind... I do think it's a very... It's a very interesting story. The story behind this card that's being sold in the Heritage Auctions, the Wayne Gretzky, originally was sold back in 2011 for 94000 And then back in 2016, it was sold for just under 500000 And at the time, this was the only Gretzky card... And between 2016 and now, apparently there's been another PSA 10 that's been graded. And I know that the other part of the article that I was reading said that uh, this card actually was re-slabbed. So it was in an original slab, and then they put it in another one. And then even from that article, they put it in another new slab. So I don't know if for some reason the card registered twice in PSA or what the deal is, but... It's it's just it seems kind of crazy that a card from '79 because this is something I talk about on the podcast all the time. I talk about cards that are even from 2013, 2012, even even modern-ish cards are very you're you're seeing the pop reports and they're not the PSA tens at least are not going to be they're not going to get like a crazy change in the high end cards like. It was something I talked about about the low end Charizards. Like I think that with this surge of the of the 
the PSA 10, you're probably going to see a lot of lower end cards get graded because people are going to be sending in their cards thinking they may, because there's probably people who are seeing that headline of the PSA 10 Charizard selling for $220,000. They go to their basement. They just figure out how to send stuff in for grading and they don't even really do any research. They don't look at their cards. They just send them all in. I think that that percentage of people is actually going to be a little bit higher than the people who do the research and then don't end up sending the cards in because the cards aren't in good shape. So I think that there's going to be an influx of the of the Pokemon cards, low-end Pokemon cards that are getting graded. And I think the point from that was that, that older cards, you aren't going to see as many more. You probably you probably don't see as any, any more PSA 10s because of the fact that how they were kept, like if they were just kept in like a box, like so this card was in, I mean, perfect shape when it got graded, obviously. So I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like it, it seems strange that the, but it, I mean, it could honestly just be like the Mickey Mantle PSA tens, like they got graded and we're just never going to see them because the person that got the mantles graded, they just decided that they're never going to sell. They're never either never going to sell or they're they're going to sell when it's. $20 million for one, which I think we're, we're going in that direction. Like, I think the, I would say that the PSA 10 right now mantle card is, it's gotta be $10 million. Like, cause there's, there's three of them. And if, a, if a PSA nine sold in 20, I think, yeah, PSA nine sold in 2018 for $2.8 million. I think at that moment, a PSA 10 was already worth five or six million. Now, with what's happened with the market, I would say it's probably in the 10 to 13 million dollar range for those cards. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that means that these PSA 10s actually should be, should be higher. I don't know because I put out an interesting question about what the next market to blow up was on Instagram. And there were there were some trolls. There were some people who were like, huh, like Beanie Babies and Barbies. It's like, well, you know, you're actually not even like, the crazy part about those people is that they're not even like, I don't think they're that far off with what could be something that becomes popular. Like, obviously they were joking. Um, but there were some people in there that said hockey might be the next sport, which I think hockey, there's a lot of, the higher end stuff i think is already pretty expensive like the 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 um the Sidney Crosby's the Alexander Ovechkin's the Connor McDavid's they're already fairly expensive for a PSA 10 which granted those are those are probably some of the best players in the league of this generation Gretzky i think you're going to see Gretzky and uh, no, not Gretzky. Um, Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby will probably go down as like this era's like um, this era's Messi and Ronaldo for hockey. Like I think that's a, probably a decent decent enough comparison. So I don't know. Maybe maybe those cards actually are under are a little bit underpriced depending on what their price is. But for Gretzky, because so that and that was the thing in in the comments, people were saying that hockey might be the next one, and I th- want to do a little bit more looking into those comments and seeing if there's markets that people people say that I don't ha- haven't really looked into because I think that that's it's obviously good to it's good to get that actual feedback there because like sometimes that doesn't happen sometimes I'll ask a question on Instagram and nobody will answer the question um so it was good to actually get some answers to the question I'm sure that and there was a ton of people in there that were actually answering 
answering truth truthfully and like with like what they actually thought. So this Gretzky card based, you know, I think it should probably be higher. If I had realistically realistically, I think this should be a card that is like a it should be a six or seven million dollar card in my opinion. Based off the fact that he's the go he's the undeniable goat of hockey. There's really no player like I don't know if I don't know if they have the statistics about McDavid versus Gretzky, and I'm sure hockey people are going to get on me if that comparison isn't isn't spot on. But it just feels like that he is he is the goat of he's the goat of goats. Like most points, most goals by like an astronomical amount in hockey. So like he is the goat of goats. Like this card should probably be worth five to six million dollars. I'd say it probably sells in the 1.5 to 2.5 range. I do think that it should, I think it should be, I think it honestly could, it should break the record for modern day card. Like it should be probably worth more than the one of one trout. Like it's, it's basically a one of one. It's, I know it's a one of two, but it's, it's since, since the card has been regraded and it's kind of, it's not famous, but it, people know which one is which like, I think that this card, since since with its history, with it being the first one, I think that I guess that's kind of an interesting question. I don't know. Is the first car is the first graded one worth more than the one that was graded second? I don't know if we'll ever. I don't know. Yeah, I think I I think it should be. I think the one that was graded first. Actually, I guess well. So there's two sides of this argument. There's it was graded first, so it was the first one, so that's what makes it important. Or the other one was kept in such phenomenal shape that it graded a PSA 10 after 30 years of it not being graded. That's also super impressive. So I can see both sides of that argument for this card, but I do think that, like I said, this card should be probably... It's eventually one day, I wouldn't be surprised if it sells in the, the 5 million, but I don't think it will this time, but... I don't know. I think it it probably should because if you look at if you, it's also like it predates the Jordan rookie. It's from 79. Jordan was 86. So like the fact that there's so many Jordan rookies that are PSA 10s compared to this one, it just doesn't really make much sense to me why it wouldn't be why it wouldn't be a card that becomes the highest 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 card of all time. I think I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this card could be the could be the most expensive sports card of all time. I think it should be, but I don't think the market right now for hockey is currently where somebody would be paying over the $3.8 million for the card. So that's why I don't think it's going to sell in that range. But I think realistically it probably should be selling in that in that Mike Trout <clears throat> in that Mike Trout range where it's the most expensive card of all time. Because because Wayne Gretzky is the undeniable greatest of all time in hockey and I don't think anybody has really even come close to come close to playing as well as he has. So we'll see. I mean, I I probably I'll be reporting it along the way if anything crazy happens. I'll be once the once the auction is over, I'll probably be probably be talking about it. Uh but for today, that is all I've got for this episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes if you do that. And if you want to leave a review, I would really appreciate that as well.
If you want to follow Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, it's Heroes for Sale. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.